Good evening. So, I have got a good one for you today, especially for all you busy women, busy men. More likely busy women, because again, my audience is mainly women. I think it's like 80% women at the moment. Um, as I always talk to, I talk to busy mums, mums who have to do the school run, mums who have a busy job, mums who run their own business, mums who just don't get more than a fucking hour to themselves. If you hate that you have no time, these are the three worst things you can be doing if you're trying to lose weight. That sounds like the most clickbaitiest bullshit in the world, but apparently in social media these days, this is what I have to do. But uh, however, I'm going to prove that I'm not lying right there. Um, starting off nice and quickly. Actually, you know what? No, starting off nice quickly. No. I'm going to slowly, slowly work my way into it. I was going to go straight in. Straight in, no kissing. No. <laughs> so, it's no, it's just, uh, you know what? It's actually been interesting because this podcast is a way of actually proving, you know, like testing because I, the biggest thing I feel my coaching is that is different from every other coaching service out there is the mindset aspect of things. Because um, do you know what? Training at the end of the day is actually not that big a deal. That is just basically some of what you need to do and some of what you enjoy and just vary up every eight to 12 weeks. That is basically what training is. Unless you're specifically trying to grow a certain part of your body, of course. But most people trying to lose weight, training is probably the least important thing in the world. The nutrition is quite important, but all of that doesn't matter if you can't actually stick to it and that comes from your mindset and no you don't need to be more motivated but you need to find ways to break down barriers to make things easier so you can actually make action which then motivates you and that's why if you notice all my social media at the moment, i'm trying to share little stories about kind of like how xyz can teach you about mindset how this can teach you about mindset i shared one the other day about um, how a race car driver um can teach you about mindset about how he owns his his responsibility is how he reacts to things so when his if his for example if your weight increased your responsibility is to deal with how you react and re- react appropriately to that so if you react in a way where it's like fuck this and throw the toys out the pram and commit to that and then don't come down from it that's poor however if you feel that way initially fuck's sake i thought i was doing well but then you sit there and you talk to yourself and like you know what i understand why my weight might have changed but also I understand that it doesn't mean I've necessarily gained any fat. Like you go through that process. So you felt what you felt, but then you stood back, you let your, if you've ever heard the chimp and the human brain model, you let your chimp work away there. And now you're working on the human brain. The human brain processes it. It's like, actually we're a logical fucking being here. What is the real reason here? And like, that's a really important thing. So exercise and training and nutrition is all about the mindset. And it's a battle. It really, really is. So be kind to yourself, as my counsel always says to me. Be kind to yourself. It sounds wishy-washy, but feel what you feel. Understand why you feel the way you feel. And then is there anything that's making that constant or is it just the situation you're in right now? So number one, what what is one of the worst things you can do that if you have no time? Long workouts. And this is just brain idle. This is where what pisses me off, right? So people tell me they're busy and then I find out they've done a bodybuilding split. And if you don't know what a bodybuilding split is, you're in the gym five to six days a week, potentially. There's nothing wrong with this if you have the time. It's fucking brilliant. But if you don't have the time, five to six days a week for 90 minutes to two hours, that is not what you need. Especially if you're just trying to lose weight. If you're trying to get on stage, fair enough. If you're trying to build the best shape of your life, fair enough. But if you're just trying to lose a wee bit of weight and feel a bit more confident in your skin and feel nice in a dress, no, you don't need that. You need two to three sessions a week and a lot more movement. That's it. You don't need crazy amounts of training. If I'm honest, 
as long as you do two training, ses two training sessions a week, you can make decent progress. It's better if you do three, if I'm honest, but we can get around that. And that's that's the point of my coaching. It's flexible. What does your schedule allow? I know women who work in the fire service. I know nurses. I know people who work in watch shops who like are busy at retail this time of the year. The last thing they want to do is spend more of their fucking time out of the house, like doing stuff they don't want to be doing. That's not the forefront of what they do. They want to spend time with the kids. They want to have a drink. They want to, you know, that's what they want to do. So long workouts, it's stupid. So here's three examples of things you can do instead. There's a thing that um, I got it from a guy called Joe DeFranco and I've used it a handful of times. It's called escalated density training. Um, fancy word, don't pay attention to too much. Easiest way to explain it, take a 10 to 20 minute period and pick two free exercises that do not interfere with each other. This is why if you have a coach, this comes in handy. So for example, one of the popular ones that people often do is squat and push up or squat and dumbbell bench press. It could be a goblet squat, it could be a back squat, whatever you want. And then the other movement is something else. And you pick like a weight that's like a six or a seven out of 10 for each, okay? So it's not crazy heavy. You can pick anywhere for your reps. So let's say anywhere between eight to 15 reps, okay? You're gonna set your time for 10 minutes. You're gonna go back and forth between these two for 10 minutes. You don't have to go A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B like that. You can go A, B, take 45 seconds. A, B, take 45 seconds. It doesn't have to be 45 seconds either, but again, you can take rest, but you do as many sets as you feel you can do within that 10 minutes. And you maybe stick with that weight in the first week. And then you try and maybe do the next week. You're like, all right, that didn't feel too bad last week. I'm gonna do the same time, the same reps, and I'm gonna change one thing. And this week I'm changing the weight. So you add a little bit more weight in week two. Week three comes around, you're like, right, last week I added weight. This week, I'm gonna add an extra two reps every time. So instead of eight reps, I'm gonna do 10 reps for 10 minutes of everything. And I'm gonna keep the increased weight and so on and so forth. And it's just really, really simple. Like you don't have to overcomplicate it. People are like, oh, but it's just that. It's like, yeah, but you can change the exercises. I would say do two 10 to 15 minute periods, because 20 minutes is actually quite brutal, but two 10 to 15 minute periods with a, a gap of like two minutes in between to recover. And that's you, that's half hour if you add if you do two 15 minutes, add a five minute warm up, 35 minutes, boom, off you're done, you know? So it's plan for the time you actually have. Like under an hour is a perfectly viable amount of time. Another one very similar time to AMRAPs. These are a little bit less, a um, little bit more diversity, less about the load, the less strength based. They can be strength focused, but they're more about kind of getting a sweat on. So pick anywhere between three to five exercises. You can have for example, starting off with 250 meter row, kettlebell swings, into some push-ups, into some core work. Four exercises there, and you can set a timer for eight minutes. And you can then do this one round. Um, you can, so you can do it for one go for eight minutes, take two minutes off, and then you can do another eight minutes, take two minutes off, do another eight minutes, take two minutes off. That's 30 minutes done. Do you know what I mean? Again, add workout, warm up in, 35 minutes, boom, off you gone. So that's another way of doing stuff. The last one, giant sets. This is a, back to a more strength orientated one. So this is usually, you might have two bigger exercises and two accessory exercises. So let's just do, let's do a lower body one um, here. So you might have exercise A is a goblet squat, exercise B is a dumbbell RDL. Then you might have two accessory exercises for your legs that really blow your legs up. Um, so you might have sissy squats and then you might have hamstring bridges and then your legs should be blown up by that point, okay? So you might do 10 reps on each one of those exercises. You just kind of, you don't really rest between the four exercises, but once you've done the final exercise, you then take two minutes off. And you might do three to four rounds of that. And you can do that giant set on its own, you can do another giant set. 
The negative is you don't, you're not time bound there, so you, you, you might go longer depending on what exercises you do. But on the other side as well, the positive is it's quite good for muscle growth, particularly because you're doing a lot of, you're getting a lot of blood to those working muscles and a lot of fatigue in those muscles. So it's kind of a good blend of strength and conditioning in that one little one. So there's some tips for some workouts. And again, as always, guys, I always say this, if you want help implementing these, message me because the point of my online coaching system is basically designed to fix your specific problems. I can give out advice like this, but the difference between social media and podcasting and my actual services. My actual services, we'll sit down, we'll on a phone call, we'll be on message, whatever it is, we're gonna to talk to you, find out about your lifestyle, find out about you, and then fit this around that and what you need to get the best out of your results, basically. So we'll make workouts that specifically work towards you. If you only have 30 minutes, if you have 50 minutes, if you want, if you've got longer on one day and less on another, etc., and like how many days and all those other things. Um, the other one, let's go more food this time. So new recipes all the time. I was guilty of this when I was younger. Um, I had all the um, Lean and 15 books uh, from Joe Wicks. And don't get me wrong, those recipes are actually quite good, actually, to be fair. Like, don't get me wrong. They're quite short. They aren't 15 minutes. Most of them are about half hour. He does say that at the beginning of his book. If you do read the book properly, it does say with prep and stuff, these can take longer. Um, the only issue is <laughs> when you're constantly learning a new recipe, one, you're not aware of how big the portion sizes is. Two, you constantly have to shop for new ingredients, which is another stress in itself. And typically there's special ingredients in them. And then three, when you're cooking something you don't know how to cook, one, you can fuck it up, but two, you can also, you just you just take longer because it's not something that's innate to you. You're just like, oh, wait, what's next? And what do I do next here? And how many people in the household have two to three dinners that they cycle religiously? Like your mum does chili one week, she does, past to the next day and then she does you know what i mean like they have mums and dads have like the same meals and that's okay especially if you're trying to lose weight you might want to rotate them every like month or so and like the kids might drain your ears off you yeah? but you know that's that's an argument for another day everyone's got their own ways of bribing the kids but have some consistent recipes like get anywhere between three to ten recipes that you know really really well right and they don't make them don't they don't have to be fancy like uh, low calorie recipes or anything like that you just need to make some simple swaps so a couple of simple ones that i always like to give out tuna pasta bake or chicken pasta bake chicken pasta bake is a little bit more expensive a little bit more expensive because chicken obviously is a little more expensive than tuna but not everyone likes tuna um, chicken's easy to get more protein in because you get more chicken in easier whereas tuna you need to throw don't make the mistake of just putting one tin in dividing it up between a family of four or five because that means 20, 30 grams of protein has been split five ways which is about six grams you need to either add your own tin afterwards or fire some extra tins in during it and make it a bit more bogged out um, again add your own vegetables that you like into the chicken pasta bake where I've had I've had broccoli in there before I've seen people with sweet corn in there before that's ways of changing it for you. Um, you can buy the sauces, that's absolutely fine. Just go with the less creamy based ones if you can. Um, you can make a really simple pasta bake sauce by using like, they're all like tomato based. They're really, really simple. Um, I'll find there was this um, chicken broccoli bake I used to make for my son, absolutely brilliant. I'll find that one again and share that. Um, I used to do that one all the time. Stir fries are a really easy one. They, I think Tesco still do it. It's like three for 10 pound or something like that. I made three or three for two or something like that. But you buy, your vegetables you buy your noodles and you buy your sauce and you get all that and it's like it costs nothing basically and you just buy some meat the perfect thing about that is right you can have you can fry off the meat you can fry off the sauce and you can do several sauces if you have a fussy family you can also fry off the vegetables separately and just season it with some salt and, uh, salt and pepper 
and then basically adding your vegetables to your dish and let the kids pick and choose what they want as well. And again, that's the biggest things when you cook for families is allowing them to pick what they want. I know kids won't need to eat vegetables and they won't pick them nine times out of 10, but the biggest issue about most times that people cook free dinners is like, oh, he doesn't like this. It's like, well, make it so that's not in it and then have it cooked separate, like have it cooked in a separate dish. I know that's awkward, but at least you're only cooking one meal. Does that make sense? Um, so stir fry and again with stir fry you can change your noodles you can go egg noodles rice noodles i think rice noodles are far low, low on calories some people really get they really worry about it they like going for those weird udon udon noodles um oh those like low calorie noodles that have like nothing in them i absolutely hate them they are disgusting but look if that ticks your box go ahead um but again you can choose what you have there um spag bowl another fantastic one you can have the white pasta if you want the white pasta, but if you want a bit more fiber to fill you up for longer, go for the wholemeal pasta. Um, bulk out your um, your beef, add some beans in there instead. So add some uh, kidney beans, add some baked beans, whatever you want, just something like that. Um, go reduce fat cheese on the top. Um, don't go too wild, you know, low, reduce sugar sources, stuff like that. Just really simple swaps. And in my last one, wraps, I did that. I talked about this on social media, but wraps again, cook everything you need and just put them in bowls. Let everyone build up their own wraps. You prioritize the chicken, the peppers, the onions, the salad, fill up your wraps and get it nice and that. You might want two smaller wraps versus one big wrap. Um, you might make a, a wrap bowl instead, instead of actually having wraps, it's up to you. So again, have recipes that are really simple and easy and you don't have to make sauces. Like, so for the wraps, I buy a seasoning packet. For the spag bowl, I buy a, a jarred sauce. For the stir fry, I buy a sauce, but I pick the lower sugar ones. All of them are just easy and simple. Yes, they still take 20 minutes to half hour. I accept that's how long they take, but some, of, most of them are just, I leave them cooking. And that's what you need to do. So when you have little time, stop stressing about meal prep. You don't need to prep all your meals and microwave everything every day. If that works for you, please do it. But most of us get bored of that shit and soggy fucking vegetables gets tiring and dull and the rest of it. I, I'm not a fussy eater at all. I actually know that. But fuck, like, that does get boring after a while. The last one is more about actually what you do with your food. Always tracking calories. You need a strategy when you're busy and stressed for what you need, what you can do when you don't track calories. You, you kind of have to earn the right to do this one. So if you're brand new to tracking calories or you're relatively new, I wouldn't really recommend this for yourself. But if you're someone who's tracked calories for a while and you're going through a very high stress period, say this week in work, there's some busy meetings and some busy clients and stuff like that, or you've got some extra shows on, or it's in the run up to Christmas like it is now, have a method of eating that you can use that makes you not need to track or need to track less, if that makes sense. So when you're at work during the week, right, I'm gonna eat the same breakfast every day. I'm gonna eat my overnight oats. I'm gonna have my Weetabix and milk. I'm gonna have my slice of toast and a protein shake, whatever, okay? Lunch, again, you're gonna have something very similar. I'm gonna make a sandwich and I'm gonna have a bit of fruit and I'm gonna have a skinny whip bar. I don't know, um, whatever you want, but I always say stick to foods you know in those periods when you're not tracking because you know roughly what they contain. Dinner tends to be flexible for more people. Just be smart. Think, right, I only need a wee bit of rice here. I need a wee bit of pasta. Um, prioritize my protein, prioritize my vegetables, that sort of thing, and build your meals smartly. So again, think about how you build your plates and think about meals that you normally have that you know are roughly 400 or 500 calories. The days you're not you're under high stress are not the days that you you should go and just randomly start eating away at the chocolates because they're the days that when you're stressed it drives your body's cravings up because it wants basically a good feeling and a good response and food actually gives you those happy hormones um good hit of dopamine basically 
in response to it. It's comfort eating, and that's fine. There's nothing actually wrong with comfort eating. Comfort eating is actually a very normal thing, but it's the awareness that when this happens, what do you do? So if you are someone that does reach for the chocolate or reach for the crisps when you're stressed, that's okay. I'm gonna tell you to do this instead, food pairing. And one of my um, clients, Sandra, she did this fantastic the other day. She said when she catches herself on eating more of something that she feels she shouldn't eat as much of, she'll look for what she can have with it instead. So a simple one I used to do with this is, um, if I'm having a chocolate bar, I'll also have a, um, an apple. If I was having um, a bag of crisps, I'll try and have a protein bar something like that it's basically to curb the eating of that in as high volumes greek yogurt works as well because it's, it's really voluminous popcorn's really good it's really voluminous as well popcorn in itself is just a good snack so there's the sort of things you can do so again like i said if you have no time stop doing long workouts stop trying brand new recipes all the time and stop always tracking your calories find different ways of doing things to make your life easier and a Again, it's not static, it's always moving. That's unfortunately how life works, but that is what we're doing. I want to know this week, I want to know this week, ooh, what do I want to know? I asked about wraps the other week. Hmm. Oh, right, just talking on the food. Like I said, I always like to be real with people. Takeaway, Chinese, or Indian. I reckon it's gonna be Chinese for everyone. I I love an Indian personally. I'm not a big fan of Chinese. Chinese is nice, don't get me wrong, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like Chinese, I do. But I'll take an Indian every day of the week over Chinese. Absolutely. So, question of the week, Chinese or Indian? Make sure you vote for that on the podcast. And I'm gonna try and throw in a little voice message link. I want people who have been listening to this, I want you guys to send me a couple of questions in. What, a couple of Q and A's, whether it's asking a question about myself, what I'm up to, what am I doing these days, who am I working with, how I can help you specifically. If there's a question you want answered that you're like, fuck, I'm struggling with this, ask me and you can do a voice message. It's a really good feature. It makes it really personal and it also makes this content far more applicable because again, if I'm answering your direct questions, it means it's helping more people, probably just like yourself. Anyway, guys, that is me again. 18 minutes, gotta get better at being more concise with this shit, and I? <laughs> I will catch you again next week. <laughs>